really need to tell better stories instead of complaining about it, right? What if we right. just start telling the stories and really flood the airwaves with something different? Alright, welcome back to the podcast, and I think this is episode 59. I have another one that I just recorded this week, Dr. Mike Kitsko, so I'm working on editing that, and it will come out soon. Looking forward to it. I wanted to share, um, I've done this for like the last two, three years in my blog, and shared my top 10 reads of the year. This is the first year I decided... Uh, I'm going to put it in the podcast. So here's my top 10 reads for the year. I'll probably put it in a blog post also, but I thought I'd do it this way. Uh, but a couple things I want to, before we get to that, a couple things I just want to share. Man, are you ready for 2020 to be over? It can leave any time, right? Yep. Uh, zero stars do not recommend. Uh, even in the last couple of weeks, my, let's see, our dog died unexpectedly. We had, we had a, like a November storm, which we don't get very often, but we had a storm and she's super afraid of lightning and thunder. And so it came out of nowhere in the middle of the night. Anyway, she tried to jump in the tub. She's just a little Shih Tzu poodle mix. And apparently she had has started to develop a mass, which we, we didn't realize. And so I think when she jumped in the tub, it, it must have ruptured. So anyway, she had been bleeding internally for a couple of days. Uh, we took her to the emergency vet, and but my daughter just thought she had uh, like a kidney infection. You know, that happens with older dogs. She wasn't that old. She was 12, which... Her Shih Tzu's not that old. They, they usually live 15, 16 years. But anyway, so we were very shocked when they said uh, how sick she was. She had internal bleeding. She had started to go into shock, and she had a heart murmur. Um, so because of the heart murmur and going into shock, uh, they did not think she would survive the surgery to basically stop the internal bleeding. So, uh, you know, having to say goodbye to your pet is hard. It's even harder during COVID because we had just gone into, like they had just rolled us back one phase. So anyway, it's, it's still even hard to talk about. But she uh, had, they brought her back out to us. So we were able to sit with her for about an hour um, but she was pretty much dying in my daughter's arms and she was whining and in pain. So, so we had to give her back, but we couldn't be with her at the end. So, you know, we had to like leave her basically at the door and walk away. Like you're abandoning your child. Uh, so that was awesome. Pretty much took us all out of commission for about three days Still still grieving that whole process. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, my daughter woke up with food poisoning. So that was um, a fun Thanksgiving. All pretty much lost her appetite. And then uh, today, yeah, my son wrecked his car. So it wasn't his fault, other driver's fault. But 
he is okay physically, but uh, yeah, now we got to figure out how to get him a vehicle. Fortunately, I'm pretty much working from home right now, so I can, we can, we can do the car swap thing for a while and, and, and make it happen, but you know, that on top of everything else, uh, it's been challenging trying to pastor a small church through a pandemic. Definitely don't recommend that either. Zero stars. Uh, in case you were ever considering doing that, uh, you know, maybe one star. Not quite as bad as the whole year. But just challenging. A lot of a lot of grief. I know that probably I'm not saying anything new to you. You have experienced similar things in 2020. And, you know, and I don't know if that makes it better or worse. Is it like everybody else is experiencing some version of what you're experiencing? So there's kind of like they can relate. And then at the on the other hand, nobody has any extra bandwidth, right, to, you know, offer you compassion. So I, I said, ah, this is what I'm doing right now. That, the, the only but the only extra help I can offer people is just give them permission to say no to stuff like that's my that's my assistant for right now anyway every year I try to oh every year I set a, a reading goal and usually it's somewhere around 50 books so uh, read 50 books this year for 2020 and these are the top 10 books so all of these I gave them either four or five stars, and these are not necessarily in order of this one was better than this one. It's just how I read them, so this or how they show up in my. Actually, it's probably backwards. I think the the one I have down for number one is actually one of the last books I read. So anyway, thought I'd share this with you. Some good stuff. You might want to put these on your reading list for 2021. I'll be making a new setting a new goal for that. I don't know if I'll increase it this year or not. 2019, I read 35 books, which was low for me. I normally read around the 50 mark. Um, so I don't know. Might keep it 50 or might bump it up to 60 or something. We'll see. Number one, not necessarily in uh, order of recommendation, just how they fall on my list. 10% Happier by Dan Harris. So, so good. Uh, Dan Harris, in case you don't know, is actually recommended this one on a last couple of podcasts. If you listen to those, you've heard me talk about it. Uh, he was a journalist, covered uh, 9-11 and a lot of the war in Iraq and Afghanistan, came back with PTSD, had a, had a panic attack uh, live online, and um, started seeing a counselor. And through that whole process was introduced to this idea of meditation and so he just shares his story about meditation. It's really good. Uh, if you listen to the audiobook, if you like audiobooks, I do recommend it. He reads it and he is hilarious. So highly recommend. Uh, number two is a was a reread. I reread a couple of books this year. Grit by Angela Duckworth was one of my rereads. Uh, I also I also listened to the audiobook on that one, and she reads it, which I think is pretty good. If you're not a big data person, you might want to get the the hard copy so that you can skim some of the data. I I think it's interesting, so I didn't mind the audiobook. Uh, just great. She talks about really how uh, much that grit 
uh, is really more important than uh, how intelligent we are or how much education we have. Uh, that effort actually counts twice. So uh, effort counts twice uh, compared to your intelligence level, uh, your education. So highly recommend. The third one was also a reread, The Shaping of Things to Come, which is Alan Hirsch and Michael Frost. And uh, how do I explain this book? If, you, if you're familiar with Fresh Expressions or Organic Ministry, Organic Church Ministry, uh, it's really kind of an introduction to organic church, um, why we need it, how to reach um, how to reach people in the 21st century with the good news of Jesus. It's a paradigm shift. Uh, so if you're pretty steeped in what we call proclamation church or evangelicalism, it will definitely challenge you, but you need to be challenged. So I highly recommend it. If, you, if you're planning a church, if you've ever thought about planning a church, you need to read this book. Uh, all right, number four is Everything is Spiritual by Rob Bell. Oh, I love this book. This was great. And I, any Rob Bell book, I always recommend the audio. I like the way he reads his books. This one was no exception. Um, I think it was better in the audio book probably than in the written form, at least for me, because it's, it's more memoir than anything else. So it's really like he's just telling his story. And I always find I think memoirs are so intriguing. Some of you may not be Rob Bell fans, you know, so I'll skip that one. But if you do like Rob Bell, I highly recommend this. I think it's probably one of his best. My other two favorites by him are Velvet Elvis and How to Be Here. So put that on your reading list. Number five was also a memoir called Expecting Adam by Martha Beck. This is an old book, actually. And I checked it out from the library because someone had, I, I heard her on a podcast and I just thought she was interesting. Some of the things she shared, she shared a little bit about her story. And and so I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this the book. Uh, I binge read this book in one day. It was so good. And it's, you know, if you don't know anything about Martha Beck, she was, uh, she got a PhD from Harvard. She was in, she was in Harvard working on her, she was working on her master's or PhD. Now I can't remember, but she got pregnant with their second child. And right away from the beginning of the pregnancies, strange things started happening. And so the whole thing really is about her pregnancy, um, finding out that he had Down syndrome and, what they were going to do about it when you're living in when in a culture of high 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 expectations so anyway it's so good uh it's definitely for some of you it might be a little bit edgy because <laughs> there's a some supernatural stuff that happens in the book but you know, take it or leave it. It was still a great story. And she is an incredible storyteller, which made it even better. Okay. So number six is How Women Rise, which I forgot to write down the authors uh, of that book. This is so good. Um, one of, it's a, it's co-authored. One of the authors 
he wrote, what got you here won't get you there. And um, when he started speaking, after he wrote that book and he was on a speaking tour, he started to discover that a lot of the things that he wrote in that book, what got you here won't get you there, did not apply to women. And so it's co-authored by him and a woman. And they talk about the way that women achieve success uh, or move ahead or move on up, however you want to say that. And that there's, there's 10 things in particular that really hold women back. They help them in the early days, but then they really um, hurt them later on. And wow, was it so mind-blowing and so counterintuitive to what, especially you know, as a woman, of what I would think would get me, would open doors. I would not have named these 10 things. So I recommend if you're one of my, if you're one of my female uh, listeners, you need to put this book on your list. And, um, and they have a great, at the end, they kind of give you some assignments. And I start with just one or two of the, of the ones that you want to work on. So do the, do the exercises that come with it. It's, it's really good. Number seven, the body keeps the score. Uh, I didn't, I didn't bother to write down the author's name because I can't pronounce it. Um, this book's been around for a few years and I actually started reading it in January. And then when the pandemic hit, uh, it was like reading this book just made my anxiety go through the roof. So I had to put it aside. I came back to it around June, but it's so good. Uh, just about how much our mind, our body works together, how we think affects our body. Uh, our body affects our mind. It's so incredible. Talks so much about PTSD, different advances and science and medicine, different counseling and therapy techniques that people are using now. And there's just so much in here, newer science, new things that we're discovering, especially with fMRI machines that you, I just feel like people need to be more aware of these things because we're just, we're kind of behind, especially in the States, we're kind of behind in some of these things, whereas other countries are like totally surpassing us when it comes to these things. Number eight is Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott, which is an old book, but so good. And she is absolutely hilarious. Whether you ever want to write or not, I think you need to read it. If you like literature, you need to re you need to either read or listen to the audiobook, uh, Bird by Bird by Anne Lamott. Number nine, uh, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It's a memoir. Her, it's her latest book. And if you do the audiobook, she reads it. It's very good. Um, I, I did the audiobook, which I thought was good. I think I might have enjoyed the written one better. But you know what? It's worth it for the cheetah story alone, right? There, I will just tell you, there is a whole chapter on Jesus that makes me really uncomfortable. But, you know, I can enjoy somebody's story without agreeing with 100% of everything that they write. So that's me. Maybe that's not you. You might be wigged out about it. Um, but I thought it was a fabulous book. And the number 10 is Don't Keep Your Day Job, uh, which is all about... Uh, man, finding those things that you're passionate about and, you know, doing those, doing those things. 
there's just a lot of good practical advice in here. You know, it made me think of, remember, the, I don't know if you remember this old, old book, uh, What Color Is Your Parachute? It kind of made me think of a modern day version of that, but a little more fluid, you know, it, it had it had a little better flow than what color is your parachute, uh, but it but it was still really good. There's a lot of great gems in there, and I highly recommend it. All right, so I have two bonus books I wanted to throw in here. These were four star books, but there's a lot of good stuff in them. The first one is Dinner Church by Verlin Fosner, uh, which is all about the Dinner Church movement. He shares some of his story. Uh, I particularly really enjoyed Chapter Seven and Chapter Eight, which is all about evangelism in the 21st century and changing the way or going back to, I should say, the more apostolic way of sharing the good news. Uh, So I highly recommend that whether or not you're ever going to plant a dinner church, I think it's worth it for chapter seven and eight alone. Uh, Like that's like, I would have given it a five just for those two chapters. I'm really picky about the way people write. So if I'm just like, grammatically if I'm if a book wigs me out I can't give it five anyway but that's just me and then uh the last one is own the room by Amy Jen Sue I think is her name and this is she talks about recognizing how we carry ourselves in a crowd and in this idea that sometimes we lead, and sometimes we're too assertive, and, and other times we're not assertive en- enough, and that we tend to apply the wrong type of leadership to the wrong situations. Like, there's different ways to lead, and a lot of times what causes conflict is that we'll use the wrong form of leadership in a particular situation. Uh, And so she really walks you through and helps you to discern the different styles of leadership and why this works well over here, but not over here. And it helped me to start to see why I really thrive in certain um, leadership roles and positions. And then other areas, I just kind of like totally bomb. Uh, So I, I found that book really helpful. It's one of those books where I think I am going to need to reread that book like once a year in order to fully capture it. It's definitely a a book that you're going to need to read a couple of times because you're really processing and doing some self-awareness stuff in that book. But if if you're struggling with some leadership things, if you notice that, man, in certain ways, certain places and situations, I lead really well, but then other places you completely bomb, I would recommend you get this book, Own the Room, and I think it I think it will help you I know it helped me so that's my recommendations for 2020 well my reading recommendations for 2020 hopefully you'll put some of these on your list for next year feel free to send me your top 10 I'd love to know what you read this year that you scored at least a four or a five star and you would recommend again so I'll see you in the next episode